Hey, this is Ev with the Bluff Council. You're about to listen to our episode on coming to America. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing on Spotify and especially our YouTube channel. Thank you again. All right, so we're getting into coming to America. Coming to America. Too fast, too furious. <laughs> No, but before we get into what we think of this film, I, I think we should set out what our own expectations were going in. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'll just say as briefly as possible, I love the original Coming to America. Um, I've said this to you. I think it probably is the greatest comedy of all time. Uh, in, in my opinion, I love it. I, I'm, I'm offended on behalf of everyone in the world who has to uh, watch this show and see you talk about your love of comedy <laughs> and you put movies like Anchorman and 500 Days of Summer <laughs> above it on your top 10. Coming to America is the best comedy ever. Uh, love Eddie Murphy. The stretch in the 80s is phenomenal. I don't like white people. I hate rednecks. You people are rednecks. Little white dude walked up and said, this your bag? I said, yeah, it's my fucking bag. <laughs> Why, motherfucker? A black man can't have a suitcase? It was the dukes. It was the dukes. The chief ain't true at all out. You still got a little ass there. Don't fuck with me, Axel. Hey, Paisan, you going into She Rocky right now? Yeah. Great fucking movie. So I, I, I love that movie more than anything. And I know you like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't downplay it. I love this movie. As, I, as, as eagle-eyed viewers get the end of my McDowell's t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. I love this film, and I also, too, love... Not this the, film. The, the, old, the first version. You're, you're correct. Sorry. Well, spoiler, maybe. Who knows? Who knows how I feel? Stick around for how Jeez. I really feel about this uh, coming to America. But coming to America, <laughs> the original, I agree. It's, I think it is a top five comedy, best comedy of all time. I really do. I've loved this film for quite some time. I think it is a good film, and I think it is a, good, a great comedy. Like in a, 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 a once-in-a-generation type comedy film. So I, I can't heap enough praise on the original version of this film. Yeah. So that said, I, 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 was, I, I, I will ask you how you felt knowing that a sequel was coming now, whatever, 30 years later at least. Uh, was it 25, 26 years I think it's later? closer to 30. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. got to be closer to 30. I don't know the official. Yeah. We do a lot of research for the show. Um, and, and basic math, our strong suits, research and, and basic math. Yeah. Next you're going to ask me to spell something. So I was like, I was excited by the idea. I love Eddie Murphy. As I said on this show a ton of times, I want him and everything. I'm so supportive of like a renaissance of Eddie Murphy because growing up, I just realized what a big deal he was and what amazing talent he was. And he's just been in so much shit now for so long. And I want him to do great things again. So I want him to do stand up again and all that. Um, but knowing this movie was coming, I had mixed emotions in general because, A, comedy sequels are never good. Uh, ever. Like, there, there's, there's maybe one or two that are like, that's pretty good. The trailer I saw first was like, I, I could tell it was going to be, A, it was PG-13. So that's a problem. That was my biggest beef right off the bat. It's like, okay, I, I almost don't want to watch it. Because <laughs> you know how I feel about that, too. I do. Like, just make it rated R. The first one's rated R. Make it rated R. It's going to be funnier. You're, you're going to pull the punches for this PG-13 movie. And then I also saw 
that just from the trailer that I thought it looked very, I mean, this is the way a lot of stuff is now, so it's not, uh, you know, unique to this, but very artificial. Very, they're shooting on sets, very obvious sets, very obvious computer animation. Um, you, you can feel the, the film in the wrong ways just through the trailer. So I was a little hesitant and I did not expect it to be very good. Where, where did you land on this? Very similar. Very similar. I did not have high hopes, not because I don't believe in Eddie Murphy or the, the, the cast and crew of this, of this film. I, I just thought from the track record of comedies, as you mentioned before, especially 30 years later, it's hard to capture that magic. Comedies, more so than any genre, are really products of their time. There's, there's a lot to be said with the temperament of what people find funny at that time. Yeah. You know, and, and comedy more so than any other genre, I think has to be like a, a one step beyond pop culture, I feel like. And so yeah. going into this, for all of those reasons, I, I, had, I had, the bar was set so low. The bar was set for me, if I didn't hate it, like outwardly hate it, I was like, great, I'll take it. Yeah, I will take not be hating it. Before we get into the details, nuts and bolts, high level. The fans want to know, they've stuck around a good five minutes at this point. <laughs> What do you think of the film? It's probably a little better than I expected, but I, I don't think it's very good. It's, it's, it's not a very good movie. Uh, it it's pains me to say. But it's, it's like, fine. You know what I mean? Because like, it's fine. It's, it's, not, it's not the kind of movie that I want to over-dissect in terms of a lot of things. Because it's like, it's not, I don't think it's trying to be, like, that would annoy me more. Like, if you watched the movie and you could tell that the movie thought it was really amazing and thought it was really, like, landing everything and sticking every Like, I think the movie knows that it's just kind of a fun reunion, and uh, it's a little, little, lot of crowd service, and, you know, just, hey, yeah, look at this, this is fun. So, whatever, man. Like, there's parts, I laughed out loud a couple, I laughed out loud a few times, uh, and uh, we could specify some of that, but, yeah, all in all. I, I agree, I agree 100%. It's, it's... It's not a good film, and I don't think anyone going into it should expect it to be like, this is a really good film. And yeah. I think mainly the reason for that, just I did want to mention, because it's PG. The fact 13. that it, the, or 13, yeah, because they dropped it down from an R. I think even from that point, I, I think you knew like the film was kind of coming second. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the, this just wasn't going to really be a ground. It's, like, not the intention, it's not the intention to make a great film, which is... Probably weird to say. Weird to like say, it yeah. It has to be rated R to be great, but you're 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 trying to widen the audience yeah. by making it PG-13. Yeah. So you're just trying to make something that's gonna check boxes. Check boxes, and have a good time. So I thought I thought the film achieved its goal. If I'm if I'm correct in that assumption that they're like we're gonna put the film kind of on a on a back burner level, and we're gonna have fun, laughter, and celebrating, really just comedy icons. We're, we're going to celebrate comedy icons. We're going to celebrate black excellence and black royalty. Like, we're, we're, we're going to celebrate. This is going to be a little bit of a celebration. I think the film achieved those goals. Yeah. I, I think the film did a good job at, do, at executing that. It was fun. I thought it was entertaining. I was, like, entertained by it. And if you're a fan of the first film, I think they did a lot of nice things around the callbacks. There was a lot of fun callbacks, I thought. It captured a little nostalgia. It felt current in a lot of ways, but 
but while looking back, it was a fun celebration. I love seeing Eddie Murphy on screen. I just love seeing him being active again in a, in a role I love him in. I love seeing Arsenio Hall. I absolutely adore Wesley Snipes. I thought he was fantastic in this from like just a fun presence, comedic standpoint. Like everybody was, everybody was good in the ways that you thought they would be good. So I enjoyed it from that standpoint. But again, not a good film. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all that. I, 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 the performances, almost across the board, almost, were, were really, really good. Yeah. And it's just happy to see Eddie Murphy doing something that he's clearly enjoying. Yeah. Like, you can tell they were all having a good time. And, be, like, I don't know, the, these, these people in your life, these characters in your life that we've known for so long and that someone like Eddie Murphy and really the, uh, James Earl Jones and John Amos and, and these kind of guys who you're just like, you have a relationship with in your brain and you want to see them happy. So it's nice to see, after again, after watching Eddie Murphy for a couple decades mostly, making mostly sludge, that I feel like his heart's not even in most of the time. Yeah. Um, Doing nice this for a paycheck, him. kind of. You can see it yeah. almost, in, in certain respects. Yeah, it's like this was, I, I love just watching the, the outtakes at the end where they're laughing with each other. It's <laughs> just like, that's good. I was going to say. Glad, I'm glad you're having a good time making movies again, and I hope you continue to. I'll also say this. What about the film. Watching it at home with my wife last night, this film, more than any other film, more than Tenet, more than Wonder Woman, more than any of the other bigger films that came out, made me wish I could watch this in theaters. That's really the thing that I thought the most when it was over, after it kind of settled in. I can't imagine how much more fun this film would have been opening night, packed house of people who love coming to America, because it felt like an event. It it because mm -hmm. there's so many cameos, there's so many reprisals of roles of just seeing faces of people you love or maybe grew up with, and it had a little bit for everybody in terms of you know that general audience. And I, I could imagine an opening night of of this film being just an awesome, awesome time. I could feel it in my house. And just mm -hmm. saying, like, if we were in the theater and just, I could feel it could be rocking, like, opening night, opening weekend. Yeah. And that made me miss, that, that made me sad. It made me sad at the end. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this could have been better. It could have been a better film because of the experience. Yeah, I think that's, that's dead on right for sure. This is exactly the kind of movie that would, you know, like when, uh, like when he says, uh, like whatever he says, excuse me, Matumbo or something like that. And I was like, is it really Matumbo? Like, I said that out loud. Yeah. I said, is this really Matumbo? And I stand up and I was like, yeah! And I, to that, you know, if that was in the theater, there'd be people, people standing the chair. up and Everyone would be doing this in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so many fun, you know, fan service moments that yeah. would have hit so much harder as a group if we were all For together. Sure. Is there anything you didn't uh, care about this film? Anything you didn't like? What are some of the things that sort of stuck out to you? Oh, there's plenty I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you have? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. No, I, again, I'm not going to try to nitpick it to death because, like I said, it's not trying to be some grand thing. It's, it's, it's a look in at our friends. So, that, so that's fine. I don't take it too seriously. I, I did really like it for the first, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes maybe? 25 minutes? It, like, the first part I was like, this is pretty good. Like, I don't want to get too excited, but like, and it doesn't mean everything's perfect. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, this is about what I would expect. Yeah. And it's, I, I started to think it's really solidly constructed. Like, if nothing else, it's setting up the story right. We're getting little sprinkles of uh, old things that we like. Like, I really liked, I liked everything with James Earl Jones. 
I thought it's. I think it's amazing that he's. Uh, I know still alive and that he's in this film is really amazing. Um, I thought he was really funny. All his threats, like where he's screaming at Simmy to be like, "Just kill him!" Like just that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was like really funny. Yeah. And his funeral scene was hilarious. It yeah. was All the way up through his funeral scene, and. Even as they were first getting to New York, because I thought the the old guys in the barbershop, who obviously would all be dead by now, but we're not going to nitpick that to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, they all have an age today. Yeah, yeah it's not amazing. one day. <laughs> yeah. All through that, I thought that was really funny. And so it was really funny to me, I don't even know, for the first act. Where does it lose you then? It kind of loses me when they take the sun back to Zamunda. They, even meeting the sun is fine. Uh, I thought Leslie Jones was really, really funny, particularly early on before she gets into her more like Leslie Jones, I'm just big and loud all yeah. the time. I, like, I felt like that's how she that's, she hit her note. Hey, look, I'm going to hug you because I'm a hugger. Hey, Quay, I'm sorry I slept with your man. She does it well. She was funny, but that's who she is. That's who she is. Yeah, that's, yeah. She, I always think she has a narrow field, but I, but I haven't seen her in that much stuff outside of Saturday yeah. Night Live. So this was cool to see because I thought, especially in those early scenes, she was really funny and she wasn't like super loud and over the top when she was just saying like, you know, I was a hoe out in these streets and stuff like <laughs> that. That was, like, funny. That there was, was really funny. There was funny parts, but I look at her like Tracy Morgan. Same thing. Like Tracy Morgan is Tracy Morgan. Leslie Jones is, be- is becoming just Leslie Jones. So if, like, I don't think Tracy Morgan can do anything other than be Tracy Morgan at this point. Yeah. He's just going to be. Him. And God, and God bless I, him. I don't mean great. that as an insult. I don't mean that as an insult. He should continue to be Tracy Morgan because I love Tracy Morgan. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. But that's, you know, you hit your one note and you hit it well. And I think yeah. that's about Leslie Jones. I guess this, this brings to the crux of what I think is one of the biggest problems of the film. It all, and they all kind of germinate from this a little bit. Is I, I think is the young man's name is like Jeremiah Fowler, maybe. This is the actor who plays Eddie Murphy's son. And I, I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's very good. And hmm. I think that's partly performance-wise, and then I think it's partly to a point that we talked about in uh, several several episodes, but about comedies. I think just recently, uh, an episode that hasn't been released yet in Kingpin, where we talk about that character to me needs to be more of just like a straight character. For the emotional parts of the film to really hit, he can't also be having all his little comedic moments. Like, I think that that character felt really uneven to me, and his performance felt kind of uneven. And so from the minute that it becomes really focused on him, that's when the film kind of starts to lose me, as a, as a general statement. Maybe. I disagree. I kind of, like, my gut says I disagree, because... You thought he did a good job? Well, here, here's... I'm trying to separate him doing a good job from what the... Uh, the how that character is written. Because I feel like you're saying it should have been written differently. And that's... And cast differently. (laughs) Because I don't think... The the way that it was written, and I'm assuming this part, but like the way that that it was performed, I assumed it was directed and written that way. And he was written to be a confident, competent young man. You know? Like he didn't have any flaws or any... Like that's why I thought the worst... One of the worst scenes was 
all of a sudden he just broke into this emotional thing. Like, I can't do this. I can't do, I was like, you've done everything. You've done everything right <laughs> at this point. Like there has been no, nothing, no adversity for you whatsoever. But all of a sudden you're like having this heartfelt conversation with this woman about how you can't do it. And I'm going to go home and should I do this? Yeah. I, I was like waiting for a punchline in that scene. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is this, this is supposed to be an emotional moment? I guess you meet him and it's, it's supposed to be like he's down on his luck. But even in that altercation, which I would love to get into that cameo and that whole, <laughs> that whole thing with Colin yeah, it Jost. Great. It was a great scene. Great. Even in that scene, it's supposed to be like, oh, he didn't get the job he wanted to. And, and there could be some, you know, systematic racism, you know, underneath that is why he didn't get the job or whatever. But even in that exchange, like he wins the exchange. Yeah, you know, he's he, cool. He's cool. He comes out like looking like he's cool and comes out on top. It's like, screw Colin Jost. And the audience feels like, yeah, fuck you, Colin Jost. You're a racist asshole. Like, screw you. Yeah. You know, and that's the lowest, that's the lowest moment in the film for him. <laughs> like he, it's, 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 I just think it's poor character structure, poor character development that you may be upset with, not his performance as an actor himself. Yeah, that's fair. I just didn't, I just didn't want him to keep trying to be funny. Which is a which so I was annoyed I'd taken it out on him yeah because there's like he gets these little jokey punchliney moments and I'm like that's not that character like stop doing that stop trying to be so cool and funny all the time yeah because like you have this one of the most talented cast of comedic talents around you let them be the the, the bring bring all the humor and yeah. you just be this the the tightness of the story and and his his random bout of emotion then I thought. From that moment on, there was a lot of those kind of scenes all of a sudden where it was like, oh, now it's going to try to just get... Like, I thought everything started to happen really fast where it's like, oh, all of a sudden after two or three scenes... I know it's just a stupid comedy, but like, he's just, they're just deeply in love. Like, he and the hairstylist are deeply in love. I thought you would he, say he that. Know, he knows that <laughs> after, yeah. like, one and a half cuts, you know? Where it's like, even in the first movie, Eddie Murphy slowly spent time... Yeah. You know, with Lisa, and that was a little more believable. But this is just like, oh, no, no, no. We're in love because the story needs us to be in love right now. My, my biggest beef in general is the writing of the story. Uh, and, and some of this is blended, and I try and separate myself as much as I can from what I wanted to see, you know, or what I would have liked. I thought it was, I don't want to say cheap, that's too negative, but I thought it was very convenient, very easy to have a very similar story to the, to the first one. You know, yeah. with the same themes and the same, like, and I, I guess it's just easy to fall into. It's like, that's what people know. That's what we're going to give them. We're going to give, you know, so I, I get it. I just, the beginning and the end, I thought were, were really rushed and really poor. I don't like him not knowing he had sex with a woman. Like, <laughs> yeah, like him, weird. like, I, I, I think that's really stupid. Like, I think that's a really yeah. stupid thing to do. Uh, and I, and I didn't like how everything got tied up in like two lines of dialogue at that party at the end where he's like, oh yeah, he's an ambassador now and you're the new queen and I fixed it. We, we had no build into that. There was no, no, no real hint of that. I mean, they, they brought it up a little bit with the, oh, she was ready to be a queen the whole time, but there was no momentum for that to actually happen. Yeah. I, I always want to know, like, like I always want to have conversations with the people who like make these kind of movies with the guys who wrote it. And, be, and really have an honest, like, you can't have these kind of conversations with anybody. Mm. But really ask them, like, was it a priority for you to, like, make this be really good? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, were, were you really, and this is so, like, condescending and it negative sure is. sounding. But I don't, I, don't, I don't mean it like that. I'm just like, when you wrote this and you read it, did you think, yes. Like, this is a great comedy. Yeah. And 
maybe it's just because at the point in our careers or whatever where we're still trying to prove ourselves that that's what I want to feel after I create anything or I write anything. Like, yes, this is great. Um, and so I would just be curious if they rewrote the same movie basically again and, yeah. and just kind of put in the fan service jokes. Did they feel like, yes, this is great. Uh, I just, I want to I know that. I want to be able to talk to people about that sort of thing. Couldn't agree more. I would love to have that candid conversation. Because, yeah, what's the priority of this film? Because then, that, then that's how the film should be judged. If yeah. we knew what the priorities of the filmmakers were, what Eddie Murphy's priority is, if it's just to have fun, have a good time, relive you know, a victory lap, so to speak, for, for coming to America fans, then great. Then I'll judge that film based on that criteria. Maybe Paramount Pictures or whomever was like, look, don't try to reinvent the wheel yeah, here. I, I, just give them what they want. Just give them what they hits. want. So then you, so then you do that. that. And that's the worst. I think comedies more, this is why there are no good comedies. No good comedy sequels. Because I do think people who are trying to make money, albeit studios, producers, whomever, get in people's, get in the way of creative. Yeah. And they go, no, like, no, why no, would no. You, why are you trying something new? You why know do, what works. Yeah, we know, we know why we're here. Fucking do it. Do why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it just stifles, stifles potential. Yeah. Like how many, how many movies like this do they have to make yeah. where they, they, they see, that you learn, that if you do the same thing over again, you might make some money. And I guess that's the end of the story. I think that's, that's the end great. of the story. We made some money. Yeah. yeah. As, as, that's why we have three hangovers. Oh shit, this, yeah. makes, this makes money? The most money? <laughs> I guess what else I would say is to my earlier point about really the artificial nature of everything. And that's probably also, another, that's all these decisions are to, to save money, uh, you know, but just build sets, build really cheesy fake sets, um, and have CGI, like yeah. the, that, the animal, the CGI animals and all that stuff was, were so rough. Yeah. It was so rough. And, and I just always want to scream, like, it's unnecessary. Like, I know it's maybe simpler, but get a real lion. Like there's real lions that are trained. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, you don't have to put your actor in danger, but you can get a lion to film while it's walking around out in the grass. Like you don't have to computerize that. Those fucking wildebeests or whatever running up the back that looks so fake or the yeah. elephant, Babar. Like yeah. get a real elephant. There's a, there's elephants everywhere. Like elephants used to be on <laughs> I got Sesame one in my street. backyard right now. <laughs> it's like you can train an elephant to walk in a straight line. Like that makes a huge difference for just the the feeling of the film. And this film feels so plastic. And I think the the aesthetic of this film is worth conversation because I think it all goes back to that PG rating. I really it, it, I thought it was like a G movie, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, yeah. I'm sorry to give it, not give it that that edge it really deserves with that 13 in front of it. Like, <laughs> no, just that that PG 13 rating to be specific. Th th there's I, I don't know if there's a shadow in the film. Like, there's <laughs> nothing dark. There's nothing dark about this film. There's there like it is oversaturated. It's a beautiful day every day. Uh, the, the the animals act and everything glows everything yeah like everything is pristine it's a wonder woman you know 1984 feel where it feels very bubblegummy feels very sunshine and rainbows and candyland type feel and and when you say about that that feel it's all working towards something I, I like and i think that was very intentional i personally think that was very intentional because this is a this is a family film like this is a film that young kids could watch with their parents on a friday night 
and both enjoy it because there's nothing, even the, the violence, you know, the fight scenes aren't graphic yeah. in any way, you know, like nothing is aggressive nature. Where in the first film, they have junkies falling down uh, the, the, the stairs of a building, of a condemned building from a slumlord kicking them. Like, hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. It's so different in, in, in tone. Uh, it's just, it's, I think that's all part of it. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting point that you think it's to kind of make it just more family and positive, which is probably true. I think it's at least in part because so many of the cast members are so old now, and that's how they shoot those things. And that's like, it brings to mind for me, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is one of my favorite shows. And in the early years, it was super run and gun, almost shot like documentary with a handy cam almost, you know, just like real basic cameras. Things don't seem like they're professionally lit. But now in the most recent seasons, it's this really polished, everyone has just got makeup caked on, and it's everybody's got that glow, and it's like, that's not this show. Like, we know you guys are 70 years old. Like, we know what you look like. You don't have to try to smooth out of it. Like, it's weird. It makes it feel less uh, genuine. Yeah. And to your point, too, about the rating, where it's like, it was such a kind of corny family film in a lot of ways, but it really... It was never egregious to me. Like, I wasn't missing anything notably until it got to... Your royal privates are clean, ma'am. Your royal privates are clean. Yeah. It was like, okay, let's turn it off. Yeah. Like, if you don't even have the... You can't say pussy. You can't say pussy in a PG-13 movie. Like, just say it. That's the one bad word you're, you got. Like, don't... Then don't put the joke in there. Yeah, if don't you're put gonna, it in. If you're gonna water it down for, for that elementary much. schoolers. Yeah, yeah. but that's... <clears throat> yeah, that that's the biggest problem. Honestly, I believe the biggest problem of the film because it'd be if it wasn't if it was rated R because it'd be written different, the tone would be different, the aesthetic would be different, like everything would trickle down from there. Yeah, the biggest problem is the PG-13 rating, and I'm gonna insult some people here that I don't mean to necessarily, but we, we've already dragged. Uh, I, and I'll insult them further by saying I don't really know their names. Uh, the, the the two elderly white guys who who wrote this movie along with. Uh, uh, you know, a, a middle-aged black man. But the two guys, the two white dudes who I guess have worked with Eddie Murphy in the past on the original Coming to America and in Nutty Professor and maybe on some others, like I looked them up and they're 166 and 170 and I, and that makes a lot of sense. Now that now looking back on the film, I'm like, yeah, it kind of feels like it was written by uh, a couple of old older guys, older white guys. So it's like, okay, maybe they should have just been referenced and not like the primary writers. <laughs> the yeah. primary writers. Because, it, like, it, this seems like the kind of script where you, you bring in a couple of young, talented writers that can give it, like, a real fresh, and that's, to your point, like, the originality. Let's tell a new story with these characters that we grew up loving and have a whole new perspective of. Like, that would be so fresh and awesome. But instead, you kind of get these retread jokes. And, honestly, what I thought was the most out-of-place, awkward, terrible, cringy scene was the, the, the circumcision gag. Mm. That that whole scene was so... It was like from a different film. It's like it wasn't from this film and it wasn't from Coming to America, the original. It's like the exact same joke in some ways of the, like, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Where it's like the, the foreskin. Like, which is gross. That's fucking gross, number one. That was like, edgy. That's, not funny. that's the most edge that this film has. Yeah, but he's like showing all the yeah. different ones on the necklace. Like, it, and it's just disgusting. And then he like eats it and you're like, you, you clearly know he's not eating his dick, but like... I wish he was. <laughs> just, it'd be more interesting. No, it just like, it's it's just gross, and yeah. it's it's bad comedy, and it feels like comedy that was probably written by 
a 70 year old guy. That's yeah. like, this, this is this, this is, is funny. Edgy. He's gonna eat the yeah. dick. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. He's gonna eat his penis. Yeah, and, and then Eddie Murphy. We got like, an Eddie Murphy huge cock joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah like, this is the foreskin. It's like a basketball. So maybe Eddie wrote that one. <laughs> he might have, yeah. yeah. No, well, they just, that was his touch. No, 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 make mine bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to shit all over the film because that's what, I just think that's what probably what people will to take away for, for this is if they're hearing it. Because there are some, some jokes that I really did laugh out loud at and there's some fun moments. Overall, I think the film is enjoyable if you just don't expect it to be this big revelatory step in the Zumunden universe. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised they didn't kind of do that, or maybe they will continue to develop it. But like, it could be a tangible like franchise. Just the just the Munda in general, it has enough IP to it at this point, where you could just continue to tell stories from there with these characters. You could. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't. It'll just it's going to be on Disney Plus though, and it's going to be like this kids series. Like that's how it, that's how it's going to work. Yeah. It's like oh, it's. Now it's the, the queen's daughters learning to be strong and yep. training animals. And yeah, I'm just surprised I didn't lean that. heavier into it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I got a question about that, just vis-a-vis uh, uh, -vis nothing. <laughs> it seems strange to me that his eldest daughter was, like, so sexualized in this movie. Did you notice that? Like, she was... Well, she was very always, attractive, but I didn't, like... She's a very attractive young woman, but, like, wearing very short clothes all the time like in the first scene like the they go wake up their parents she has like these like lacy like tiny little booty shorts and then throughout she's always not wearing that much but then like in the scene with her half brother where she's like they become friends suddenly yeah very quickly <laughs> yeah get the the lion's whiskers like they shoot that in a really flirtatious like kind of sexualized way where she's above him on the stairs and so her like breasts are like right in his face and they're like leaning really close. And at one point I was like, maybe he's not his son and they're going to set up this love between them so they can be co-rulers because, and maybe they, that's why they did that. But now it's like, it, it was like Luke and Leia hindsight where you're like, this is, why are, why are you building yeah. up this flirtation between these two characters? It was a little weird. They, I, they, it was I, intentional, I feel like. I did think that was the, the setup. I, I thought that was going to be the thing, at, especially at that time. Exactly. It kind of I suspected it a little bit in the beginning because there's no proof to yeah, him no being... paternity test. There's no <laughs> proof to this. We just, we just take the word of, like, of who of in this situation, you know? Just like... Of that shaman. Some, that, some that... bullshit fairy tale, you know? Like, we just... So we're not going to check this at all? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I thought they were just ignoring that to then set up that that kid's not actually his kid. So the girl could then be queen, but then they, they, everyone falls in love with that guy. And then he's still part of the family anyway, just going through this experience. And who knows if there's going to be some chemistry there. Like, I did think that was the setup to that. I don't know. Yeah. Plenty to nitpick about the film. Yeah. But... The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fine, man. It was a fun trip down memory lane. Yeah, it's about what about what I expected, give or take. You know, it's 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 like okay, yeah. I'll I'll never watch it again. In positive, in the note of positivity, if nothing else, I hope it makes people go back and watch Coming to America who might not have seen it, uh, and don't realize what a what a truly iconic great comedy film that that movie is yeah good morning my neighbors hey fuck you yes yes fuck you too